Welcome to another edition of Salt and Light Arts Podcast, where we share the arts seasoned by faith. I'm your host, Joanne Hoy, and I'm excited because today we are continuing with our Artisan Devotional Series, The History of the Arts and God. Last time we studied Exodus 25, 10 through 22, where we see God is provides all the measurements for the Ark of the Covenant, the actual chest where the Ten Commandments are going to go. And remember, covenant means promise. And the promise was made in the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. So we actually have something physical that he's going to place inside the chest or the Ark of Covenant. And the Ark was made with the finest of all metals, gold, of course. God uses gold as the metal for the entire construction. And as we go on to the other furnishings or artifacts, as I like to call them, that he's kind of designing his tabernacle, um, we will see that he uses gold for a lot of things. We know that in using the gold, it's the overlay of the acacia wood. And I believe that we're tr- he's given us a vision of uh, the word in a regal or, or ornate way of how he really wants his particular tabernacle to look. And that's just like an artisan who may walk into a room and say, hey, um, I think that maybe this picture should go or this spot of color should go there. God's doing the same exact thing. Going on with this, he is also having gold used for the poles and the rings for the gold for the poles to go through, those are also made of gold. And so hopefully, you know, last time we were on, we I gave you an opportunity to maybe check out Google because Google has a lot of different uh, pictures where you can kind of get an image of the artistic work that went into the Ark of the Covenant. You know, my favorite is uh, looking at the Raiders of the Lost Ark with Indiana Jones. You know, Harrison Ford is one of my favorites. And so when you're looking at that particular one and you kind of line up what God is saying, it kind of gives you like, yeah, maybe that was it. But um, I, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. God also uses gold to make the angels. The gold was to be placed in one piece in looking at the angels. And so the detailing of the cherubim or angels, depending on your Bible, he wants them with outstretched wings to cover the mercy seat. The mercy seat is where God would speak with Moses. And the position of them were to face each other. Again, very detailed. Um, So if you take a moment and imagine the details of the angels and their wings, this would include the detailing of the feathers and how they're layered in an outstretched position. Can you imagine that? If you can, then you're experiencing the beauty of the arts. God uses a very creative depiction of his holiness that he wants for the children of Israel and us as well to worship him. He's sharing intimate details in conversations concerning artifacts. Note the word artifacts to represent who he is. The arts is to be used to represent 
who he is, whether it's visual arts, wood making, or jewelry, or psalm, or poetry, or a dance from David, or music, or singing. They all have their place in the worship and praise of God. You know, that's why I love the arts and I love that I'm an artist. God has called me to create various projects to represent him. And starting on the first of this year, I'm going to start hosting interviews with the artists in my life who have made impacts into the kingdom of God. Several of them are from around the world and they are doing some amazing things to help you get encouraged and for you to feel that possibly your art um, is welcome in the worship place as well. I will be including my mentors from the um, United Kingdom and they are in Scotland. So I'll be bringing them to the Sala podcast probably via the phone to discuss their encounter with gods and the arts. This is so exciting. So now that we've done a little recap, let's take a moment to recognize our sponsors and we'll be right back. Experience uniquely crafted gifts, ranging from fragrant candles to artisan jewelry and more. Be the lucky swag back winner of curated gifts donated by your community of artisan. I'm Shawnee Whitehead. I'm personally inviting you to experience festive Christmas shopping with friends. Join us every weekend through December 23rd, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We'll be at Sears Shopping Center in Temecula Wine Country. To participate as a vendor or musical guest, contact Shawnee at helloamazingmarkets at hotmail.com. Have a Merry Christmas. Welcome back to another edition of Sarts and Light Arts Podcast, where we season the arts with faith. We'll be continuing on with our devotional series, unpacking Exodus 25, 22 through 30. And so um, if you could take a moment right now to pause this podcast and go get your Bibles um, so we can so you can just follow along with where we're going. And if you've missed part one and part two, yes, you've missed two parts. If you're catching on right now, please go back and listen to them so you can actually get the full uh, artistic devotional that's going on and how we're studying God's word regarding um how artists are in the Bible and how arts in the Bible are a part of worship. They always have been included. Maybe we just didn't recognize it like that, but that's the case. So get those Bibles out. But before we do that, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you for this day. Thank you for another day, Father God. I thank you for this opportunity to present your word, your word for the artists who may not know where the arts and you come together. Father God, I ask that you come into the study and that you will illuminate my mind to share what you've given me to the listeners, plus the listeners for anything that they stand in need. Confirm their desire to know that you've called them to be the artist that they are so that they may be included at the table of worship in worshiping you in, in all that you have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. 
Well, let's get started. We're going to continue on in the book of Exodus. And again, we're looking at Exodus 22 through 30 today. So hopefully you have your Bible. Um, as you know, I'm going to be using uh, one of my artisan tools out of my artisan's toolbox. And hopefully at this series, you've kind of put some things together where you two say, hey, I've got some things that I can put into my artisan toolbox. And so it's course, it's um, the inspired by the Bible experience. It's an audio CD that you can purchase. They have some amazing actors, over 200 of them. Some of them, you may recognize their voices. So um, it's called um, artistic layering. What I'm using is something that I've termed as artistic layering. And I know I promised I'm going to get into that. But this devotion study has just kind of really got me going. Um, so, but I'm going to do it. Um, Inspired by the Bible experience is published by Zondraman. And it's broken into several different packages. So you don't have to buy the whole thing. But if you're like me, you want the whole enchilada. Why just pick up a few pieces when you can get the whole deal? So that's exactly what I did. But the Bible is broken up into the Old Testament, the New Testament, and then individual books. So say you just want Psalms or you just want Nehemiah, you can purchase them um, just in the book that you need. Um, So... You can check the link at the bottom of my description of this podcast for more information. And also what I've added this time is a notes section. So if you're going along, you're saying, hey, this is really good information. I should be taking notes. Well, I have a Google Doc that I've set up for just this particular series. And so I want you to be able to go and use that. So just getting a little bit more prepared with the things that I'd like to share with you. So if we're ready, let's start unpacking the scripture. Exodus 25 verses 22 through 30. Here we go. Make a table of acacia wood, two cubits long, a cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold and make a gold molding around it. Also make around it a rim a handbreadth wide and put a gold molding on the rim. Make four gold rings for the table and fasten them to the four corners where the four legs are. The rings are to be close to the rim to hold the poles used in carrying the table. Make the poles of acacia wood. Overlay them with gold and carry the table with them. And make its plates and dishes of pure gold, as well as its pitchers and bowls for the pouring out of offerings. Put the bread of the presence on this table to be before me at all times. Well, there you have it. A beginning of an amazing artistic design that God is putting together for the table of showbread. This particular series, we're talking about the table of showbread. First, God gives us dimensions. We see that his dimensions are to be three feet long, about a 
foot and one half wide and three feet uh, inches tall. Let's talk about the location. As we're talking about what's going into the tabernacle of meeting, we now have the Ark of the Covenant that's been designed. We know that God's going to use all these different fine materials. So just like any artistic project, you start off with your list of materials and you go from there. So we are now looking at the actual objects of first the Ark of the Covenant, the chest, and now we're at the table of showbread. Well, in the dimensions of the tabernacle, the table of showbread is directly across from the Ark of the Covenant. And we'll share more of the location and the logistics of how God is putting together his uh, His art projects of worship for the children of Israel to one, build artistically, employ different artisans to make this worship area just beautiful. He's using the finest materials of gold and purple and bronze. He wants the best of the best uh, to be depicted of his worship. So he's using artisans and their gifts and their talents to give you that level of reference to show you who he is. Well, that's the same as today. Not much has changed. God is the same of yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you've heard that before, then know if you're an artisan and you're not really sure what God has for you with your gifts and talents, know that God has a plan. And just as he's having this plan for the building of the tabernacle of meeting, that he has a plan for your arts. Your arts and your talents matter to him. So whether it's not praise and worship and you're on platform, believe you me, he has use for your arts and your gifts and talents in his worship. And so right now where we are, there's not too much singing or praising or anything that he's asking for right this very minute. He's asking for things that really depict who he is. And so he needs an artisan's frame of mind to get this done. And we will get into the worship and all the other things coming in another uh, artisan devotional. But we are looking at God and his presence of how he wants the children of Israel and us to worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have the table of showbread, we have the dimensions, and now we have the location. And God wants poles and rings to be made so that they can carry it. We know that the children of Israel was basically a mobile church for the for today's language. So we are looking at uh, them making this uh, table, showbread table, for the purposes to be used in the worship with God. So what's on this table? We're going to make this table, but what's really going on in it? Well, if you remember earlier on, he talks about having um, dishes and bowls and ladles and pitchers of things that will go inside them. Probably the most important thing that's going to be on this table is the bread. God has 12 loaves of bread that will sit on the table in his presence. Of course, 12 is the number of tribes of the children of Israel. 
And each bread, loaf of bread represents the one of the tribes of Israel. And so the bread was unleavened and it was to be set in two rows. So six on one side and six on the other. And you read about uh, in the Gospels about the bread or Jesus becoming the bread of life. Again, going back to um, this particular uh time of Exodus when they have left Egypt and God establishing his relationship with the children of Israel. So we have that. The showbread basically represented God's provision for them as he did when they were entering into the wilderness and he provided them with bread from heaven known as manna. So every week, fresh bread would be made and placed in the tabernacle on the table of showbread. This represented the meals that um, God provided um, with, for the children of Israel during their travels, as I said before, but it also represents the meeting that God had with Moses and the elders um, out up on Mount Horeb. And that information can be found in Exodus 24, 9 through 11. So when he had that meeting with Moses and the elders, they had bread. God prepared bread for them. And so the same exact thing, which demonstrates uh, a kinship, a friendship, a community, uh, God wants that intimate relationship to be present in his own tabernacle of meeting. So again, when we talk about the bread of life, Jesus is the bread of life. So again, um, playing and maybe understanding some of the different things that God is revealing in the Old Testament. When you look in the New Testament and you see how Jesus is the bread of life, he's talking about the table of showbread, which was baked freshly every week and placed into the tabernacle of meeting by the priest. And so that's kind of a pretty intimate thing. And it's kind of an outward example of God's provision and care for us even today. God wants a fellowship with his chosen people. And we profess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we are his chosen people. So it's nice as artists, if we're able to kind of connect different parts of the scripture, and that's hopefully the whole part uh, or point of what I'm trying to show you that we as artisans have a place with God in his worship and he has used us time and time again when we go and see the vatican or we go and see things that michelangelo did on the sistine chapel it's an artistic depiction but when you go and you see it there's that feeling of reverence that you have for god it's an amazing experience and so you want to be a part of that you want to show uh, reverence. You want to be in some type of a worship uh, mind and, and demeanor. I've been and I've seen the Sistine Chapel. It's beautiful, of course. And when we get there, people start talking in, in hushed tones as if they need to be quiet and reverent in the house of God just to see that. So you hear people whispering in their little different tour groups as they're going through it. But again, 
it's the art that's depicting who God is. So let's not forget that as artisans, regardless of what you are, whether you're a graphic designer or you make pottery or you design jewelry or you dance or you do spoken word, it all has a place in the worship service. And as I do other studies that will bring this out a little bit more, hopefully you'll find your your place and your space in worship. Um, Hopefully this is enlightening to maybe youth pastors and pastors that are saying, well, we got all these people here and this one's kind of, you know, artsy fartsy as they used to call me. And so I don't know, you know, Christmas and Easter, please know it's not the only time that our worship is important. It's year round. It's putting together hopefully a creative team that will help you weave in the arts into your worship service. Again, touching those other senses. Everything's not visual and everything's not audio. There are kinesthetic learners. I'm raising my hand really high because that's who I was. I am a kinesthetic learner. I use audio and um, visual as well, but my when I know I get it, it's because I've danced it out or I've, I've done something that makes me have to move my body in whatever it is that I'm creating. And so that's just kind of how it is. And so being aware that there's all kind of different learners in your church only helps in who better than an artist, who better than a Christian artisan that's there on your team to help you out. So that's really all I have for today. I want to again encourage you to Hop on over to my webpage, Salt and Light Arts, at, at saltandlightarts.com, and check out some of the different articles. I have different articles regarding the history of the arts and God, and perhaps that will at least give you a, a foundation of what to build upon. If you have any questions, please again contact me um, on my website at saltandlightarts.com and I look forward to hearing from you, giving me some just suggestions or comments or if you're looking for a worship arts coach, I'm raising my hand and waving. It's me, it's me. I'm here to help you. You are not alone in this venture. So uh, I look forward to hearing from you soon um, and may God bless you in Jesus' name. Peace.